You're listening to Pod of Wonder, the podcast that creates a world using random Wikipedia articles and then plays a game in that world. This season, we're putting together a heist. They will never know what we were just talking about now. No, and it is their loss. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Maria joining us for this one? I don't know. They didn't confirm, and I think there's some sort of Tower of Fortune meeting that happens uh-huh. Sundays at noon. Hmm. Interesting. A two-person fiasco? No, that's that's putting a negative spin on it on the front. Exactly. Wow. Why? Why? Why, why was that the word that came up first? <laughs> Positivity. Um, yeah, I know. I, I a, wasn't even trying to be self-deprecating, and there, there it just kind of came out. Yeah. A two-person experience <laughs> again the pause says it all mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i saw what you posted what you posted in the discord about the i think there are two of us with so we could do two articles and i totally forgot to do homework today same uh, <laughs> works out well we're on an even playing field yeah why don't we do a do a regular ass episode with two people see how that goes we are two white men screaming into microphones on the internet. Uh, it is it is 99% of podcasts out there now. We we have returned to the initial form of podcasts. The primordial pod soup. Yeah. White guys with free time and microphones. But no hot takes or opinions. We will, no. we will save those for others. So, so. last time we made... Uh, <laughs> Did we do last time? Gam- gamblemoles. Gamblemoles. Uh, oh God! Yes, on the turtle. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it, it turns out, plot twist: the heist that we're going to be doing is really just like entertainment for rich people. Not not quite Hunger Gamesy, but along those same vibes, mm-hmm. where like let's set these animals loose in the robot world, see what kind of havoc they wreck, and maybe we get a neat rock out of it. Yeah, and I'm I, I, the thing I thought of when we were initially pitching the idea was the John Cleese and his cabal of rich people mm-hmm. uh, just making obscene bets on how people behave in rat race. Yeah, just a bunch of rich people, but this time animals in suits, tossing around money, watching people do things. Mm-hmm. Gamblemoles. Yeah, gamblemoles. <laughs> <laughs> the worst action figure toy line of the 90s. There's a very terrible merchandising options in there. Should the, should this be the season that really blows up? I mean, uh, don't threaten me with a good time. I do have a 3D printer. I could theoretically make a, a couple Campbell's action figures just for, oh, no. for shits and giggles. And uh, oh, now it might happen. I've put it out there in the world. It might have to happen. Oh, that was too fun of an idea. Oh, God, I forgot all of it. It all came brushing back. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is what happened. That's what happens when we're not told no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this this is probably going to be a weird one. There's no one day to tell us no. No. Oh, no. Terrible, terrible unchecked ideas. Yeah. What what world building concept has the most potential to get real fucking weird. So you tossed out an idea there, the security for the party. And I think we kind of established it was in some sort of high rise. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we necessarily established that, but that was kind of the vibe I got. I'm thinking maybe like exterior security. Mm-hmm. And then since we're doing, we got to kind of divvy this up into two and then, uh, or maybe like uh, security measures or like different physical things and then the physical security personnel, anything along those lines, maybe, or Mm -hmm. something else completely. 
I, I feel like that should be something we tackle when there's more people here. Yeah, yeah, that would be a fun hot seat. Yeah, like usually, like how heist setups go is like we have we know that there are these security features in place. We need experts to take down each specific one. Mm, so yeah. the more people we have, the more weird security features we come up with. The more experts we get for the game. You know what? Okay, let's let's put that one on the back burner because I'm thinking like that one could be. We could have a lot of weird fun with that one. And yeah. Add to the randomizing thing. Let's see. So the other one was the robot city or a robot holiday. I like so I, I, trying to think in terms of things we could divvy up into two. The robot holiday. So uh, what they're cel- maybe do what they're celebrating and then what their traditions are. Yeah. The article I pulled up for that might be good for a uh, a thing they're celebrating oh see i've got i've got one for that too and mm-hmm. why don't we instead maybe a bit of a throwback to earlier seasons show what our articles are and see what they point us to yeah yeah i was kind of thinking the same thing um what do you what do you got so i got well i've, I've got two articles i really like now but the first one i got was which finder general Ooh, it is yeah. a, a 1968 British-American historical horror film starring Vincent Price, loosely based on the uh, self-appointed witch finder General Matthew Hopkins during the English Civil War, who rooted out uh, sorcerers and uh, witchcraft, and basically is an average guy slash knowing fraudster going around and roughing up people who are violating societal norms. Ooh, I, f- I feel like we've pulled that one, but it wasn't used. Like, I don't know. I feel Possibly. Like we've, we've had that term before, but I thought the next line was going to be, be about the life of Christopher Lee. Oh, I If wish. you told me he was England's actual witch finder general for a period, I would a thousand percent believe you. Mm. So one of my articles was the Macintosh classic, old ass computer. Oh. Yeah. I don't even have to go into that one. It is the gray boxy thing everyone remembers and played uh, Oregon Trail on. Unless you're, you know, Gen Z, in which case you didn't have those pleasures. Yeah. So sorry. I'm just envisioning the the rows of them in the computer lab in my middle school. Mm Mm-hmm. And there were like one or two iMacs that were the the real hot property that kids wanted to use. Oh, yeah. You had to be first in the computer lab so you could use the iMac and actually play the the games that didn't need the the floppy disk. Mm Mm-hmm. That was the social order of uh, 1992. Yeah. Who got to use the iMac in the computer lab? But yeah, nothing. I, I, I'm sure we could mine a lot of this for some sort of like traditional robot thing. Yeah. And like there's being on the nose and then there's this mm-hmm. um, for robot history. Just like the original robot or something. Yeah. <laughs> Founder's Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my second article was Banksius Sept. Rum and the idea that it sounded like Banksy and it was just this giant fluffy plant was mm. kind of funny to me. Uh-huh. Uh, and because a lot of the article, there is three paragraphs of nothing but measurements. Oof. It's lots of lots of numbers for no reason. It's not even math. It's just between one and three centimeters uh-huh. wide, like that sort of unnamed detail. Uh huh. So yeah, it'd be Banksy plants. Uh, can't really do much with that for a robot celebration. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the, the, we we did tease a robot Banksy, if I remember correctly, who was who was supposed to show up at the animal party. Oh yeah, that was our waiting for Godot. Yeah. What was your second article? Uh, my second article was Helicopter sixty six, 
basically it's the helicopter that they use in the 60s to recover astronauts from the Apollo program when they, you know, re-entered Earth and plopped down into the ocean. Oh. It has been called one of the most famous helicopters in history. It was the subject of a 1969 song by Manuela and was made into a die-cast model by Dinky Toys. <laughs> Need to find that Dinky Toys logo because that might be on the packaging for the gambles. Let's see, just for giggles, Dinky Toys logo. Let's see, it's a red text on a yellow background. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, they actually have a couple varieties. Ooh. Oh, okay, sorry, rabbit hole. I gotta, <laughs> I just gotta send you this picture. Mm-hmm. It's a movie. I don't, I don't know uh, when we'll, we'll post this somewhere, but uh, I told everyone this is going to be a weird one. Yeah. Like, actual usage aside, I'm really interested in, like, ooh, wow. <laughs> that, is this, like, a horror movie? I guess. I, I got, you know what? I'd hazard it's supposed to be a, a fun family romp about a boy and his toy soldier. No. But no. That, this... kid, that kid has murdered someone and will kill again. Why do I feel like the actual results would be disappointing? Yeah, there's a Wikipedia article on it, barely. Uh, <laughs> a crooked businessman skips town, leaving his secretary to take blame for his illegal business dealing. Faced with prison terms, Martha sends her son, Din- Dinty, I'm assuming that's a typo, I guess her son, Dinky, to a military academy to spare him the social disgrace. Wow. That, based on the covers of these, I, I, would, I would have not gathered that's what that movie was about. Yeah, no. <laughs> Do we want to do the thing on this movie? Ooh. Do we want to somehow integrate <laughs> Dinky into our <laughs> into our shenanigans? Dinky Day. What What do you think that would be, though? <sighs> like the that's literally the entirety of the description is like a kid gets sent to military school to avoid the social shame of his mother's boss's action. Well. <sighs> I gotta. I'll toss this question out there. Was the was it ever established how the world's? I feel like we kind of touched around this, or maybe it was kind of thrown away as something. But how did these worlds come to separate? That's it. Because it's about someone being sent away, but maybe maybe it's about like their first sending someone away, like on the first journey into into the other side years and years ago i don't yeah something along those lines yeah i I feel like that is another thing that should be a bigger episode is why these two worlds are separate now yeah but like just skip that whole issue and talk Mm -hmm. about uh, dinky the first person to make the voyage after the separation dinky the nickname for the first machine yeah the first machine to voyage onto into the other side like an early submarine where it's just a big iron sphere or something, mm-hmm. whatever the equivalent of that is. Yes. Like very, very dangerous, like based on specious science. I'm uh, God, I'm imagining some sort of Futurama-esque gag where he's Dinky himself has no outward personality that we, the viewers would pick up on, but his personality is given to us by how others react to him. Mm. So he just communicates in low, low hums or something. Yeah. Somebody will laugh. Oh, Dinky, you're hilarious. You're incorrigible. Um, breaking our rules slightly by doing like research beyond the Wikipedia article, I went to IMDb to see what they had on Dinky. And plot twist is 
uh, the young hero drops out of military school and tries to hide the truth from his mother by pretending, like, by the letters he sends back that he's still in military school. Oh. So whatever our dinky is who got sent over, they they go off of the the their appointed journey for some reason. Oh, okay. You know what? We're just already in it and we're, we, I think we're we saying are, yeah. fuck you to convention. Let's just no no timer. Let's just go go run with this like we did in our kind of uh not season episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh let's just fucking run with this one. Bender gonna make some noise with your hard drive, drive scratched by the beastie boys. That's what you what you what you get on level five. Hello, Wanderers. Danny here. I wanted to let you all know that I have a new game out. It's a two-player RPG slash LARP played between you and a pet sitting in your lap. I call it Pacific Rim. You play a giant robot with an advanced AI, and your pet plays the pilot. You go out on missions to protect your world from invaders, and what happens on the mission is determined by what your pet does while it's sitting in your lap. It's kind of a silly concept, but I really love it. And if you have a cat or a dog or other animal that sits in your lap, hopefully you'll love it too. You can check out Pacific Rim for pay what you want at dannymakesrpgs.itch.io. Now, back to the show. Were you thinking this was a a robot uh, event, like robot to animal side or animal to robot side? I was thinking it was robot to animal side because they're having a party. They're celebrating something. Okay. So Dinky is this giant, is kind of a very crude robot, too, Mm because this is way back in the past. So yeah, um, it is kind of more of a little steampunky vibe, I guess, or like Mm -hmm. diesel punky, just to show the passage of time. Okay. Yeah, again, iron, a big iron sphere that hums. That's the only way they could create a being that would potentially withstand this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's start from the beginning. Then is what what is this journey for? What are they? What is it about? Why did they send Dinky over? I think it's because they became aware of the border. I think we tossed out that the border was this ancient city, mm-hmm. um, but maybe they became they for a while just thought, oh, this is a a, a this is a wall. We can't see it as anything else but they saw something pass through like maybe it was in their programming to see that city as a wall yeah to see those ruins like something inherently in them could not process that as a passage through and so by mistake somehow they saw something somebody dropped something and it rolled quote through the wall and suddenly that just broke everyone's programming Uh uh-huh and so they build the sphere they don't know what's on the other side yeah. Why was this thing here? So many questions and there's no way to get answers. It's very early exploration. Like mm-hmm. they don't know what is on the other side of it. So they like just make this thing as as tough and like accounting for all possible like land types or or atmospheres. And so they make it a big ball. Mm-hmm. Like oh it can it can roll over things. It if it gets stuck it can kind of roll out easily. I'm sure there are little panels that can spring out to help in case it gets stuck to uh-huh. kind of push it out. But yeah, it's just a happy, happy big ball. Mm-hmm. That is Dinky, the honorable one, the uh, yeah. the chosen one to lead us across. Maybe there's, it's like in, I guess in, there's an Irish tradition. Uh, New Year's Day, the first person to come through your door to cross your threshold, and I'm probably mangling this, but it's supposed to be the darkest haired person. Like, mm. God forbid if a blonde person enters your house first on New Year's Day. For some reason, that's terrible bad luck. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe there's something like passing through an archway 
there has to be like a specific for good luck a specific person has to come through your door first on dinky day maybe the the oldest member of your your social group or the yes the least advanced technologically the closest to dinky yes and there's some sort of whole pageantry well who among us is is brave enough to to search for dinky i am and everyone's drunk and chanting along with it i it feels like a, a very much like either a robot kids or intoxicated robot adults party game is the the dinky hunt oh yeah that's i mean they play it in elementary schools on one level but play it at adult parties on a completely different one uh-huh how is the dinky hunt played hmm how is this fun for kids and drunk adults um th- this was kind of an idea i had for the the dinky day tradition is like something about like making yourself vulnerable by like taking off kind of your your external like like unnecessary parts like your your casing or whatever mm. to kind of show your your circuitry and your insides and for kids that's funny cuz like haha nudity but for adults it's fun cuz haha nudity <laughs> let it let us shed our casings and merge our drives oh damn you have a micro usb I have a USB-C. Does anyone have an adapter? Adapter. I'm an adapter. And this tiny little robot pops up. This just became a threesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, Oh, God. Are they doing a heist at an orgy? Is this like... (laughs) Yeah, they might be. Maybe that's the timeline. Like, they've got to get out before people shed their case. I kind of, because I don't want to, you know, that us necessarily, that being like the centerpiece of what they're there for. But like, that's Mm -hmm. the point where they have to be out. Yeah. Because they will be exposed on every level. I like that as a thing they're dreading. Like, visually, it's just a bunch of robots kind of sitting around plugging in different cords into different ports. Mm-hmm. And I'm imagining the the animals are disguised as robots and mm-hmm. they don't they don't have the right ports. Yes. Yeah. They I, I mean, if they took their casing off, it'd be a little mm-hmm. uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't go right for ever, anyone. So, yeah, I like that. Oh, my God. We that's I think the best reason for them to want to get the fuck out of that party on for so many reasons okay nobody wants to witness a robot orgy so th- this is a a holiday adjacent orgy though so what happened to dinky that inspired this tradition well i mean i think you got into it the the uh being brave and expo- exposing yourself on uh to the elements even though he was like the most armored r- robot in history mm-hmm. uh, at least at the time um, so there is a weird irony that some snarky asshole kid always points out every year. What, what if, um, like Dinky encountered some animal people and they, they had no idea what Dinky was and Dinky didn't have an idea what they were. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of this, like animals are like trying to like pry open this orb and, and, and Dinky's. An exploration robot, not a, a, a battle robot. So Dinky just kind of lets them. Mm-hmm. And and that's the, the vulnerability to it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's something that maybe the way he broadcasts back, it's not maybe it's almost more like sonar images. Mm-hmm. Like it's these little flashes of outlines. Yeah. And not necessarily radio communicate like verbal spoken words or typed out things. It's these 
odd visuals and maybe yeah. bits of sound. Like old space exploration mm-hmm. technology. It was like you're getting messages back maybe every few minutes. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess for our purposes, we can say there's like a rough visual, maybe like grainy black and white or something. Yeah. So like the robots see like, oh, this animal person, like a, f- a minute later, you see like dinky kind of being like dug into by this animal creature. And then mm-hmm. a bit later, well, things occur. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what comes after that. You know what? I think we can leave that. I think we can leave that ambiguous and maybe fill that in on the animal side from their perspective later. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good a good pin to save to save for, for later on because obviously if the animals encountered this orb presumably at a similar point in their history, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe they've got more context for it. Yeah, their their perspective on that encounter is, and translated over time is going to be very 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 different. Yeah, if we kind of run out of steam on this one idea, yeah. that can be the pivot point is that that if that first contact from the animal side. Well, I mean, I th- I feel like we've already kind of, uh, God, for lack of a better term, blown our wad on the robot orgy. <laughs> God, that is the worst choice of words in this yeah, podcast you, ever. You can you want to roll that one back? No, no, no. We're no. we're keeping it in. Just okay. this is the 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 internal Morgan saying Eddie. No, as those words fell out of my mouth, uh-huh. happened and. Uh, Oh, Too God. slow, Morgan. Too slow. <laughs> not physically present. <laughs> Morgan, you need to keep working on that psychic training. You need to mm-hmm. step it up a notch. We're out of control here. Um, anyway. So, yeah, I, I like that as a thing. But maybe that that's also to the robots, though. They don't know the journey ended. They just know they stopped receiving signals. Yeah. So to and I'm sure there are theories and speculation and maybe a conspiracy theorist or two who actually has done the work and connected dots to say, no, he ain't there. Mm hmm. Um, so I guess if we wanted to bring in either of my two articles, uh, mm-hmm. which finder general kind of puts a, a negative turn on the experience, Ooh, but, um, okay. helicopter 66 in, in addition to its work for NASA, it also transported the Shah of Iran during his visit to an aircraft carrier in 1973, presumably, uh, on his way out. Oh, no, he was in power for a few more years. Hmm. But yeah, this hmm. the helicopter also served as a diplomatic transport in addition to uh, astronaut transport. Because hmm. I like the witch finder thing. Tuck that maybe tuck that away if we shift into the animals. Uh huh. So I had an article called the Jero March, uh, hmm. also known as the Jero Crusade. Uh, it was a march from Jero in England, a town for, to London. Uh, requesting the reestablish of, uh, reestablishment of interest, industry in the town following the closure in 1934 of its main main employer. So it was a labor. It was a bunch of uh, pissed off people who were out of work that wanted fucking Ooh. jobs. That works well because, like, this border city that eventually sprung up was originally like, well, not primarily, but a, a, where a fair number of criminal activities kind of took place. Like, mm-hmm. this was a kind of a, a bridge between the two worlds where were heists carried out but it was also like a place for artists and and outcasts and mm-hmm. I, I feel like out of work people who are in in need of opportunity would be a good fit for that hmm you know they won't found the the town immediately but like this can be the the seed that is planted yeah the first celebration of dinky day 
um, it wasn't even going to be necessarily be celebrated, but the anniversary coincided with these people merging towards that uh, that that kind of border and creating this town. Oh. Maybe in hopes, and like they could say, "Hey, we're out of work, but we want to do something. We will sit here and hold guard and establish yeah. this outpost in hopes that uh, Dinky comes back." Yeah, um, but it's because you have not provided enough. And this is also maybe some sort of like separation and strife in robot society. Like you did not put us machines to work. We are all machines here. We're also supposed to have a, a purpose or a function. And yet you did not provide that for us. So we're establishing it on our own. Mm-hmm. Fuck y'all. We're going to walk all the way out there. We're going to build our city and then we can establish, uh, establish, uh, oh God, what's it? Diplomatic relations. Yeah. Uh, fuck y'all. We're out. And on on the other side, the the animals that they encounter, the the first ones that they happen to run into, could be a bit more on the shady side. It's like, mm. oh, we we are here to establish di- diplomatic relations. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I'm the one in charge around here. Sure, mm. here's let me let me tell you the lay of the land. Okay, so I think we are kind of like naturally transitioning into the the animal side. Because we're we're talking about this middle city point, mm-hmm. but it kind of, but I I think that side could have that dis, disreputable element. Yeah, that was a lot of syllables I got out in one. Yeah, good job. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, and that would took all my brain power just getting all that out at once. Uh-huh. Um, no, so after these robots found this orb thing, it turned into some sort of religious thing. Like, what is this thing? Is it a sign from the gods? Is it a sign from from demons? And it turned into this giant, almost religious artifact gold rush. Yeah. Very quickly turned to uh, people selling shady artifacts that weren't, you know, people creating these weird little cults that would spring up for a day and shut down. And everybody's trying to get theirs through this, uh, this report that this thing from the gods came through from the other side. Yeah. There's kind of that initial kind of like rush of exploration where mm-hmm. you know they, they they found something potentially valuable so there's a a, a big swell of animals that kind of come out this way maybe yeah sure they they probably go uh breach through the the portal to the robot world as well mm-hmm. where you know the 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 first robots they encounter are these these work these guards without a purpose. So that's mm-hmm. what they think the robot world is like, and yeah, and so that sets the the animals' expectations at a at a different level too. Yes, I I'm really liking this now. In terms of what the border is, maybe what's for the sake of ease, say it's kind of a jungly strip. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot of dense white mist, yeah, in the middle. So it's very easy to get lost in, and maybe people have stumbled in there over time and just were lost to it. And you know, if you kind of kick the kick around a bit, you'll find skulls of animals and rusting machine parts mm-hmm. from over time. So I guess logistical question then is this city that we've made like one one three four. Is that does that exist in this border? Like, is part of the city in the animal world and part of it in the robot world, or is I it? Think so. I think so. I, I think that's kind of what we were going for initially. Okay. When we, yeah, it's less of a border thing where let's intentionally keep people out. 
but more of a, hey, let's build this city so people don't get fucking lost Yeah, from either side. It's a little more positive from the get-go instead of here is a gate in the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, the, the city then is kind of a, a blend of the two sides, but around mm-hmm. that border is where it starts to get really, like like much more heavily structured because mm-hmm. if you know you take the wrong turn you you might end up in a, a different place nobody like people who get lost in the mist usually never get found again so they have to put a lot of structures in place to make sure that if you're going from one side of the city to the other you end up getting there yes and i i want to say maybe the robots do have the advantage in the city because they're just uh, their ability to build mm-hmm um, so they have an advantage there. Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think, but what would give the animals an edge in the city? So I think like, like you said, there's the, it's kind of in a jungly setting. Mm. So, you know, robots aren't really adapted to that kind of, maybe they're not good at climbing vertically mm-hmm. or they they have difficulty kind of going in through like wet or like marshier areas or like tripping over Ooh, roots yeah. and things. Just the actually because it's a mist, it's a little damper. It's more humid, mm-hmm. and that probably wouldn't work with the robot body. So maybe if you're roaming out and about in the city, the robots have to be have to wear some sort of like covering, yeah, to, to protect their their precious metals. Mm-hmm. And it also makes you know if this <laughs> going into the gamble moles action figures, if they were <laughs> to make some sort of TV show out of this, if this were based on some sort of property like that, makes makes it really easy to have people in like in some sort of shroud as robots instead of do, doing a little CGI and clunky like cardboard costume nonsense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they gotta they gotta wear special protective things, and that does hinder them. They yeah. also can't handle the spontaneity of spontaneity of of organic life right because they try to emulate that but they cannot never fully be completely spontaneous and organic yeah i I think we kind of mentioned that the robots have some kind of tracking thing so they can Mm -hmm. all kind of see each other's like pathways but yeah you know animal creatures don't have that so there's just this constant unpredictability that like, I know mm-hmm. where my path is. I have limited ability to divert it if, like, a bear walks into my path on his way to to pick up some dinner. Yeah, the I, I like that. They, they, they just need, like, an occasional, like, and, and maybe this can be part of, like, how we originally established the, the missing group was, like, the, not quite police, but, like, order people like establishing a social order kind of like government-y mm-hmm. like there are folks who just are there to like reset the robots like like a, a soft reboot if if one of them is just kind of like like error error like path mm. interrupted like somebody to just come by like push a button or like adjust them 15 degrees so they can get back on their merry way yeah i almost like that as something that came out like later in in their relationship between the, the the animals and the robots. Mm-hmm. Like they realized, oh, well, we can't always trust ourselves to handle these error messages because we're yeah. so based on logic. Uh, we kind of need some outside the box thinking every once in a while. And like I'm thinking of those old like 90s computer games like Baldur's Gate where like the pathfinding is kind of weird and your character can just walk in a corner forever because... 
it's trying to travel in a straight line to where you told them to go, but it it doesn't <laughs> account for walls that often. <laughs> oh my god. Uh dark days. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we went all over the place with we this. We did. Dinky day. Yeah. Um Robot Orgy, the event they're celebrating. Yeah. Um, uh, what? Well, since we're in the the city currently, how did Dinky? What happened to Dinky? I think he was dismantled. Like it's uh, anyone who actually would look at the old schematics of what Dinky was built was made out of and how he was constructed. I think if you look at parts of the city, particularly the older ones, you'd and that were established by the animals mm-hmm. when they started flocking here. You'll notice, oh, Dinky's in the buildings now. He is, Ooh. that part of Dinky is holding up that wall. To, to put a, a slightly wholesomer spin on it, like at, maybe after mm-hmm. a, a long, a, a good couple years or decades, like Dinky's been kind of living with these animal creatures and, mm-hmm. you know, has, has been going without maintenance or regular debugging and, and it's just kind of reached the end of his, his unplanned obsolescence. So, like, oh. he, he dedicates, or mm-hmm. Dinky, no, no pronouns we'll say for Dinky, it's just a big orb, like, mm-hmm. dedicates some of the, the internal workings for the town, and, like, the exterior sphere of him just, like, hollowed out is on a pedestal in the center of town, like a landmark. I, I kind of like where that's going, but maybe if I, if I could, just in the interest of making it weirder and stranger... Please. They initially encountered something unknown and they were kind of pulling it apart. I guess they, you know, it was making noises at them. So it had to have some sort of sentience. Mm-hmm. And maybe just maybe because, again, there's a religious slant. This is a thing from the gods. The external shell of Dinky is there. And maybe, yeah, he's reconstructed. He is, he's, he's an orb. But maybe the robots don't even realize that they because it's not Dinky. It's Dinky's yeah. shell. That that processing that does not compute to them. But the inside was something they brought back because they're like, what the fuck is this? So they brought it back to wherever their capital was. And that coming back, that proof is kind of like something's mm-hmm. out there. And maybe he, they figured out how to communicate with Dinky. And Dinky is living his best life, like deep in the animal, royal, whatever their plushest, most luxurious place mm-hmm. is. So the robot side still has no idea where Dinky mm-hmm. is. And again, adds to the holiday. Dinky is MIA. He's he's still rolling on forever, mm. but they don't know he's living the be- the best life a robot could in the animal city. Slight compromise, maybe is I I, uh-huh. I know like because this border city was kind of like criminals and outcasts. Like maybe mm-hmm. he, he didn't make oh, it yeah. into like official animal like government, and maybe off the record the government knows about the robot city, but. Because it hasn't been an issue, they don't formally address it. But maybe in some way, Dinky does get integrated into this city, maybe in in the the planning of it or as as some kind of like very basic, like low level AI that the I guess serves as kind of an overseer. I like that. Like kind of in the that religious way where you're dealing with 2000 year old texts like robots have advanced since dinky but dinky has Mm -hmm. dinky's set of rules and like protocols to follow that don't really make sense to the robots anymore but because it is dinky the the great founder the mighty 
impenetrable dinky. We must listen to it. Hmm, I like that. I, well, but see, we started. That's uh, we got to kind of tie up some loose ends then, because the whole premise of Dinky Day was that he rolled out and was lost. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's where we started from, and that's what I'm trying to square it with. We could always fall back on that, but I thought that was kind of a, like that mystery was part of the celebration. Yeah, maybe to the robots, like Dinky is their Amelia Earhart, like. The mm, yes. like the legend of Dinky has been built up considerably on the robot side, like mm-hmm. because of the lack of information. They don't know what happened, so all of a sudden, everything that Dinky accomplished was all that greater for it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Like w- whatever Dinky did before the exploration, if it was like a I don't know a st- uh, the equivalent of a steamroller, whatever a big ball would do, is suddenly mm-hmm. much more honorable. That I like. And yeah, he was just ripped apart because nobody understood a giant rolling ball that makes noise. Yeah, because because Dinky would not have had a way to communicate with the animals. But I do like what we tossed out as theories mm. for like what the robots think might have happened to him. Yeah, there might even be a theory that he is actually running the animal underworld. There's a theory that they put him inside of an elephant uh-huh. uh, that's hundreds of years old now. There's, there's like a, a vaguely circular kind of scrap that was found on the robot side that just says, oh, Dinky never even made it to the other side. <laughs> or Dinky just kind of rolled off and kind of hid out in the jungle for a while to kind of bring it back to the, the movie. And now, now Dinky lives there as a wild robot swinging from trees like a great wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah, and... Again, on the animal side, it becomes kind of a boogeyman tale, like don't wander too far in like our ancestors found this thing and be careful. uh, I I heard that a boy in a a boy down the lane was misbehaving and wandered too far in and then just got smushed by a ball. (laughs) Mom, we know Trevor. Trevor's fine. He has a cold. He didn't go anywhere near the jungle. What are you talking about? Flat as a pancake, I tell (laughs) you. The legend of Dinky and what Dinky could be. Mm-hmm. is so much more exciting to these people than what actually yeah. happened. And I think that's what we should come away with. The The actual truth of Dinky does does not make the legends any any less impactful. Yes, and the uh, robot, it doesn't make the robot orgies any less erotic. Oh, of course not. <laughs> they, they keep coming out with new shapes of plugs. <laughs> it's so exciting every year. They're not backwards compatible. Oh, only robot. Only robots of my generation can have this orgy with me. Maybe that's part of the reason they're waiting for Banksy is because Banksy ever the bank robot Banksy. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's part of his deal. Like he he creates a new plug every year and unveils it at a different party. Mm. And the host of this party is always the one. He's always hoping like, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be my party this year. Oh, I get I get to. I get to show off the new plug at the orgy this year. I can hear the Danny no from here, but the reason that the animals are really excited, sorry, the reason the gamblemoles are excited for Robot Banksy to come to their party is an animal robot compatible plug and hole. Oh, maybe they they know that very that's what the Banksy the Robot Banksy has been working uh-huh. on. And they have they have it on good authority that Banksy will be at that. Yeah. So the host robots wish this would be the year it came true if it wasn't for this fucking heist. So (laughs) on both sides, this is just a rich weirdo sex thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh. Uh, it's a rich weirdo thing. One of them are one side's doing it for robot boners, the other is doing it to make money off of the robot boners. Right. But if they they get a few robot boners in there for their own sake, hey, who's complaining? Now, just to to cut this off, we're not we're not saying that the gambles set make copies or tapes or are using the robot orgy footage as exploitative material. No, no. it's not even erotic to them. It's let us bet on this thing that we don't understand. Right. The robots are willing to pay money for this. I don't get it. They signed forms. It's all cool. We're getting excited based on their excitement for something they have context for, but we certainly don't. I'm happy that you're happy. Mm-hmm. It's a little more wholesome that way. Yeah. It's not we're we're uh, lecherous rich people. I mean, they are a little bit, but still like salacious. Like, let's watch these robots fuck. Uh-huh. It's not not of that. That's okay. that's not the thing. Got to put that out there. Yeah. Thank, thank you for being the Danny No. <laughs> oh, it was an Eddie No, too. We were, okay. We have to put the fences in place yeah. sometimes. I mean, the the thought has kind of been in my head since, like, we talked about, like, animal-robot hybrids. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, you know, there's a, you know, a, a medical way to put that. But also, what if a robot and an animal had a kid? But Danny No. <laughs> yeah. I like that being the idea behind it, and that's mm-hmm. a thing they're excited about about seeing, but again, not for their own purposes. It's right. for their own monetary purposes. Yes. And maybe that's part of the heist. Thing we can t- I'm just tossing it out here now, thing we can decide on later. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody in the heist has been, unbeknownst to the rest of them, tasked with obtaining the the hybrid switch. Like it's a second MacGuffin. Yeah. That that's always something in highest is there's like a conflicted loyalty or like a side job or a, a secret yeah. motivation, and acting on that completely uh, disrupts and uh, risks the integrity of the main mission. Yeah, like thanks for getting me into this building. I'm gonna go down this hallway now. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> and the gamble moles are betting on when that twist happens too. There is a whole different uh-huh. whiteboard with those bets. Yeah, it's like the second that twist happens, uh, suddenly on the back of the like in that office and the, the the back of the turtle, a completely different part of the wall falls down mm-hmm. and shows a completely different shot. Yeah, I I feel like that's a mechanic that we're going to need to work into the game this yeah. season is just betting on things that could happen. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That we need to. I'm sure there's a game out a yeah. game system out there that that accommodates that. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, oh god. Yeah. We, we we need to do a, a another thing the next time that just the two of us are available. So we can do a, a making the game episode. Oh oh, and that that definitely won't get weird. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think but I think we kind of reached the natural end of Dinky Day, the mm. Border City, Robot Orgies, Side Heists. Yeah, we filled in a lot of gaps in this episode. Mm-hmm. Just took the cock gun straight to the straight to the bathroom. Wow, I don't that that started somewhere and I just petered out <laughs> fast. I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm also sorry, future Danny, that you have to hear that again. Looking forward to it. <laughs> so, keying in on how long our episodes usually go, this might end up on the shorter side. Is there anything else we want to do at the end of this? Like, not quite a hot seat, but. Mm. Maybe like some some quick shots, like question and answer or... Yeah, okay. Yeah, we take turns asking a question of the other person and they have to answer about... They have to, they have to come up with the answer for the world. Okay. That is, our, that is our canon. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. 
So, questions about the world. Questions and answers. All right, Danny, I've got a question for you. Sure. What is the animal holiday that commemorates uh, what the robots know as Dinky coming mm-hmm. through to the other side? Um, so we, we discussed it. It took on a very religious tone. So maybe the, the sun happened to be behind Dinky from their perspective as as it rolled into the animal world. And so so Dinky appeared in like a, a big like black backlit flash of light. And the animals treat this as the let's get, yeah, let's get long with it. The day the orb came in a flash of light and decided to bring order and knowledge to us all. No, that is a weird colonial vibe to it, and I take that back. Um, Day of the Rolling Eclipse. Love it. Yeah, we we didn't really talk about scale any, but I imagine Dinky is, like, easily two to three times the size of the average animal creature. So, you know, there, there was that kind of initial, like, awe at the size of this thing. But, you know, as... As Dinky proved to be not hostile or and and is comfortable letting the the animal creatures kind of explore Dinky as Dinky explores them, um, I think that kind of strikes a tone of like openness in what will eventually become this border city. Like not even just simple like toleration or or like comfort, but there's like almost a religious edict to to understand and embrace and incorporate the other into your life even though they ripped the thing apart they did rip the thing apart <laughs> but but because dinky was all of the what what mentally makes up dinky is is inside of the orb because because <laughs> dinky continued to function without the the orb exterior they considered that as a, a sign of it is what is on the inside that matters the real dinky was inside of you all along yes uh, dinky is inside of you and you may need to be taken apart to bring out your inner dinky <laughs> <laughs> unleash your inner dinky let your inner dinky roll out yes that's the t-shirt <laughs> unleash the dinky yeah. Let your inner it's, dinky roll roll out with roll out with dinky. Oh no! It's uh, the four of us painted to or drawn to look like Jackie Cooper. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that terrifying just photo. Sinister or children. That, or just that same image, slightly photoshopped mm-hmm. four times over. What what questions do you have on the robot side? I we kind of briefly mentioned like. Missions to recover Dinky. How did those look? And and ob- obviously they didn't succeed because we animals town still has Dinky. But how did they go? They started off as these kind of grand majestic affairs. Well, clearly this next group is going to be the second group of explorers, and they will fu- be all. It's a they're heroes twice over. They they rescue our hero, but also explore more. And they never came back. And it's not because they went through and uh, were eaten or pulled apart. Um, they just walked through the mist and went in a completely different direction and wound up just walking straight through the mist. And that kind of happened with the next three or four that got just decreasingly grand and hyped 
to the point where it became kind of more about their tradition, hmm. where it's more of, uh, of appearing to make the effort, the, the more about the gesture than the actual <laughs> expedition. They just, the mist is littered with the, the rusting remains of these robot expeditions. Okay. And that was, that's another part of it. Like this, you know, one thing with a giant rolling ball mm. that was prepared to, you know, uh, be part of the elements. It's not like we're, they were sending tons of dinkies out. Yeah. These are just robots who volunteered. Yeah. Dinky was special. Dinky was literally made for the job he, the, for his, for his role in society. <laughs> um, these were robots taken from other roles and, uh, not, not, and were definitely not suited to the humidity. And that's what led to their failure, just decaying moving parts as they trek along on their journey. But Dinky was the lucky one because he was built for it. Dinky is, is airtight. Dinky, I mean, he was until they pe- uh, pierced the outer shell. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, do we want to do one more question each? Yeah, sure. Okay, so... The Gamblimals have all sorts of information and access about the other side, like almost to an impossible degree. Like the the two different sides have sprung out of like the this religious exper- experience and mix of, of misunderstandings. But it's still we've kind of presented as as if outside of the border city, either side doesn't really know what the other's doing. It's still a giant mystery. Yeah. How do the Gamblimals people like? How do they get their info? Hmm. Yeah, you didn't think I was going to ask you about actual logistics yeah, in the fantasy no. world? Yeah. <laughs> I think when the border between the worlds closed, the city kind of fell apart. Like, for the most part, those animals just kind of scattered. And a few of them kind of stuck together, though. Like, the some of the higher-ups and their their trusted lackeys and, and mastermind planners... Like they they built up what eventually became the Gamblemoles. Like they they still have their knowledge of the robot world that they gleaned from interacting with the robots, and it was only a matter of time before they found a way to get back into the robot world through I think a, some kind of train or something. We said, and that, yeah, that allowed them to from their their positions of 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 newfound wealth and power to make other animals dance for their entertainment. I think that that makes the most sense. That's the best answer without giving too many specifics. Pot of wonder. <laughs> so I guess similar question from, from the robot side of things. And I know we discussed kind of the, the richest and, and most influential robots are still trying to emulate animals Mm-hmm. Is is that kind of indicative of like robot society as a whole trying to get back what they lost, or is this a, a weird rich people habit? Hmm. I think it is. It's something we we kind of stumbled into earlier, where from the get go, when they first encountered these animals, there was this element of spontaneity. As the side uh, sides separated, uh, especially for the wealthy people animals themselves became a symbol for that spontaneity. So the more animal like you were, the better it was for you. So it's all, it's all about uh, symbols of wealth um, and being able to progress and to have that ability to be spontaneous and adapt to your climate the way the beasts did in Mm -hmm. the ancient days. Okay. It's, it's almost kind of like 
poverty porn mm-hmm. almost without it actually being that. I feel like we're kind of skating along the edge, but because they're kind of like we kind of look down on these beings we don't understand, but we also kind of want to dress like them. We want to be them real bad. Yeah, it, it kind of makes me think of like like war reenactors in a way. Oh yeah, like they they try to relive all the the glory and drama without any of the actual hardship or like deep introspection about living in that time period yes it's a touch of that but also a touch of spending three hundred dollars on a pre-distressed jacket that has the safety pins already added in (laughs) like that's probably a a a thin line in the the Mm -hmm. robot society is the the animal version of hot topic versus the animal version of some obscure british shop where everything is handmade yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. We do a whole episode on on those two shops, but mm. save it for, for next time. Yes. We we covered a lot today. We covered a lot, and it's so little. I, I mm-hmm. we as we said off air. I think uh, this led to so many more questions, even though we answered so many. We've pushed all the boundaries out a bit further than they were, but mm-hmm. beyond those boundaries is just mist between worlds. <laughs> Ah, uh, so poetic. We've created our own metaphor that I then used. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to, to continue that theme of elegance, I believe we answered one of the most important questions we were dancing around. Do robots fuck? And uh, the answer is a resounding yes. Oh, yes. I know you had that question, listeners, and now you know. Do androids dream of wild orgies? Yes, yes, they do. They wait all year long for it. Yeah. But not non-electric sheep, though. Only the electric ones. But only electric sheep. It's just a money thing for the sheep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Pod of Wonder. You can follow us on Twitter at Pod of Wonder. And you can email us at podofwonder at gmail.com. You can find Danny on Twitter at DannyPlaysRPGs. And you can find the games Danny makes at DannyMixRPGs.itch.io. You can find Morgan on Instagram at MorganTheFay. And on Twitter at Morgan underscore the underscore Fay underscore. Fay is spelled F-A-E in both cases. You can find Eddie on Instagram at MonstersByEd. And you can find the games he makes at strangebuttruegames.com. Our opening theme is Opening by Komiku. Our closing theme is Night Heist by Kool Zay. See you next crime, wanderers. <laughs>